So just a friend of mine always have these debates and everything, and he's one of these people who he he he's he's a little bit like a year or two younger than me, but basically we're the same age range. Uh, we we talk about comedy. He has basically in his head ingrained all the stuff that we grew up in the, in the nineties, like the cartoons, like the X Men okay. cartoon, the Batman cartoon, all this stuff Bat- like that. T A S for the win. Yeah, T A S. Yep. And so when now there's nowadays stuff, and we talk about these now the movies that are out now, he has so many gripes with all of them. Like he has like a million gripes with like every movie that comes <laughs> out. Like his biggest thing right now is, um, we was talking about how for. For everyone interested, Avengers 2, Age of Ultron is coming out next year. Avengers, they've changed it. For people who don't know comic book history, they'll be fighting a robot called Ultron. In the regular books, a character, Henry Pym, a.k.a. Ant-Man, created Ultron. Hank, if you're pals, like we yeah, are. Yeah, if you're Hank with them, created. <laughs> if you're Hank with them. <laughs> <laughs> he created Ultron. In the movies, it's, off of his own, yeah, his own brain off of his algorithms. Own yeah. In the movies, they looks like they've they've geared towards where they're gonna make it where Iron Man created him. What about? Uh, and there's supposed to be an Ant Man movie. Yes, there will be, but the Ant Man movie comes out after the fact. Oh, is it gonna be irredeemable then? Since we don't need Hank Pym. Well, like but who knows? Maybe, know maybe, may, yeah, maybe, <laughs> he, maybe Iron Man would be like, oh, I based these schematics off of something from the scientist Henry. Like we don't or know. At the, at the end of uh, at the end of Age of Ultron, that's gonna be the post credit scene. It's just like Hank Pym sitting in. Iron Man's like, basement. Like, like, I knew it wouldn't work. I thought he just wanted me to rebuild these suits. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Like, if they do Stole that. Stole all my pim particles. <laughs> if they do that, then that's fine. I'll show him. <laughs> if they do that with the film, then that's fine. But as of now, as far as we know, I, they've made it for the movie continuity that Iron Man creates Ultron. So my friend has this big, really, issue. He's like, you've taken away the only interesting thing about Ant-Man, which is true. <laughs> To I, some, don't, I don't think no, that's no, true. no. It's not true, but to some degree, like I'm like, but so he started debating the merits of an Ant Man movie at this point because why do that if you take like I didn't want to watch a movie about a guy making a robot for two hour for an hour or two. So Hank Pym is still a character. He's still a person. He has a lot of shit wrong with him that you don't like. He's already saying, oh, that movie probably gonna be stupid because they took away his main thing. Okay, like, no, he's not just the guy who made Ultron. He's also I the, didn't know that he made Ultron for a long time. Yeah, yeah, he made Ultron. I he also beat his wife. About, I didn't know it anything about Ultron <laughs> until, like, I, matter of fact, I knew about the Vision before I knew about Yeah, Ultron. you knew about the Vision. And he, he's all basing this off of, like, that. And, it's like, and I had to explain to him that, like, when it comes to comic books, things change. There's, con- there's different contexts and everything. So some things are going to be different just because it's the writer's choice. Some people will follow that. But don't get pissed off. And say, oh, I can never accept this as it is because it's not what I remember. It's like, what do you want? No, nothing can be made, you know, shot for shot of your memory. That's not the point. It's supposed to be different. And then you, if you, when you try, you end up with Watchmen. Yeah, yeah. You try, you end up with Watchmen. Not to say that anything, anything was, wrong about Watchmen. The only thing I like about the Watchmen, uh, he could have toned down on the soundtrack a little bit. <laughs> Like it was, it was a bit like I got it, I get it. It was just a little bit much because like every other scene, it was like so. It was like, yeah, I, I saw what they were trying to do with it. I though. get like, what they were trying to do, but I just you didn't have to. <laughs> it was so that was watching for me. Um, shoot, I had two things to say in response to that, but I only wrote <laughs> one of them down. 
except I wrote it down twice in two different formats. I was, oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I was kind of that guy for a long time. Uh-huh. And I think maybe it's just like a stage that every yeah. every good nerd has to go through before they like he's a reach nerd. maturity. <laughs> well, I'm a, like, cause he's a fanboy, not a. You know. Well, it, like I, you know, I hated the first two Sam Raimi Spider Man films. Really. I hated them. Absolutely hated them. Oh yeah, you like three. I forget. I well, it's not so much that I like three as much as while I was sitting in the theater watching because those were the first. Uh, I mean, I know there was a Spider-Man film before that, but those were the first Spider-Man films I've seen. So basically, I've been waiting my entire life to see those films. No, those were the first films. What do you mean? First? No, there was a there was a Spider-Man. I know there was a Spider-Man TV show. There was and then there was one in Japan. There was a temp. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was a Spider-Man. Uh, there was a live-action Spider-Man film. Hmm. That was the first ever real Spider-Man film. Like he had cartoon and all. But well, basically, I've yeah. been waiting for these movies yeah, my that's entire life. Everybody been waiting for all. Them. That's all I ever wanted was like, oh shit, Spider-Man in real life. life yeah. Whoa. Doing spider like, shit. Yeah, I'm all ab- I'm all about that shit. Like I'm more I'm more I was more excited to see the Spider-Man movies than to see uh, the Matrix Reloaded. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I skipped school to go see the Matrix Reloaded <laughs> oh, with yeah. a bunch of friends. Like I. We stayed throughout the whole credits just on an off chance that uh, we were sit, literally <laughs> sitting there like, oh, shit, maybe. And we st- they like play like a trailer for Reload, for uh, Revolution. And we were like, something. it's like, oh, maybe maybe they'll just play the whole movie right now for, for us who stayed here. Neil, so, wake up. All of that <laughs> that I've just said about the Matrix Reloaded, I was more excited to see Spider-Man. Okay. Like this, he's always been my favorite character yeah. in any medium. I love Spider-Man. He yeah. is like he, there's there are so many awesome opportunities with Spider-Man that I like one of my dreams in life is to write Spider-Man. Like I would I would give up uh being the next Steve Jobs if I got to write Spider-Man. Yeah. Just don't brand new damn. Well well, that's gonna be like two <laughs> podcasts from now. Yeah, we'll just cut that. We'll, we'll, yeah. <laughs> the, today, right now Spider-Man is an example. We'll okay. we'll talk about what they've done to my song which is a Ray Charles reference we'll talk about that in a, in a while but so I was I was such a Spider-Man fan and I had I didn't even anticipate that it never occurred to me that the movies might not be exactly like the books yeah and it, I, I, I so I went in there and as soon as like something happened that wasn't like well first of all I'm like where the fuck is Gwen he's yeah. in high school where the where where is Gwen? Where how how does MJ come before Gwen? You could, and I think I knew at the time that they were making more than one. So I'm like, well, you, you have Gwen in this one, and then you put MJ in the next one. Like I I, yeah. oh what he's supposed to build those things? He built the web. Sh- they say thwip, <laughs> thwip is the sound that web shooters make. Y'all again, y'all can't see me, but I'm I'm trying to shoot webs from my non-existent web shooters right now. That's how upset i was about the organic web shooters i know it's a stupid thing and oh yeah they we and it was like a one of those things that was talked about at the time when the films came out but and i thought that i didn't like the way the green goblin's mask worked it wasn't expressive it like there were all these like stupid really dumb things that made me not enjoy watching those movies Mm -hmm. and people really love spider-man too and i was still sitting there like what but it wasn't you're doing it wrong you're (laughs) Cause and, and I think where that comes from is like it's not so much that 
I want it to be exactly like the books, even as much as I want it to be exactly like how what you I imagine, how I imagine, yeah. and how I remember it, like some amalgamation of those two. Yeah, and and, and that's what happens because like. And with comic books, it's especially difficult, though, because you got so many different variations. generations and, yeah. and variations of the books. Like, what I, in my head, Batman is a completely different character than in most other people's heads. But th- that's, Robin, that's, even that's, more so. That's the best, because like, you know? I, I tried to make that example to him where I was like, you have to remember, Batman, the way you see him now is this dark, brooding guy. He wasn't always like that. He started off. He was darker. He he started off campy and funny. Like, no, no, no. Like, he started off shooting motherfuckers. Well, yeah, yeah. He had a gun and all that. He didn't started he? off shooting motherfuckers. Then shooting. Adam West came along. He start, Then he got really campy. Then and he that got came really into camp- the books. And then it didn't change to like the mid the late eighties. Yeah, the late 80, <laughs> the late eighties to the nineties. So it's like just imagine how those people felt seeing their Batman like really cry. like the people who grew up on Adam West Batman. Just imagine them seeing Frank Miller's Batman. They probably freaked the fuck out. Like, what is going? It was like, that's what he was doing, where it was like, my Batman is the nice Batman. I'm like, yeah, that's your Batman, because that's how you remember it. I'm not taking it away from you. I'm just letting you know the Bat... Like, he was like, that's the core of who Batman is. It was like, no. The core of who Batman was was whatever he was when he was first created. The core of Batman is kid who puts on a bat costume yeah. after traveling around the world because his parents died. Yeah, all the other, all in, the in other a place, stuff is semantics. It's like that's <laughs> because his parents were foolish enough <laughs> to walk their small child yeah, down Crime Alley. alley. <laughs> it's called Crime Alley. Like you, you first what? you blame the city planner, whoever named it that. Then you blame whoever decides to go down that alley. Like you might no, I say, don't. I don't blame the city planner. The city planner was trying to warn you not to walk down that alley. <laughs> then you blame. That's like that's like I was saying uh, to Charlie last week. Like, hey, you want to go to Murder Town? Yeah, you want to go to Murder like, Avenue? Like, no, I don't want to go to Murder Town. It's called Murder Town. You want to go hang out at Rapist Ridge? We can <laughs> we can go have fun there. You know, nothing bad is gonna happen. Just just bring condoms, cause we're not having sex. Not me and you. <laughs> like so, you know, it's just like yeah, it was silly, but it's like everyone has their. I get that people had. I guess for me. Because the example you said about you seeing your Spider-Man your way, I realized, mm. I guess the the movies that made me realize that I did that, but at the same time was the same time when I had to let that go, was the X-Men movies. Okay. Because the X-Men movies, from the go, they made it about Wolverine. Like yeah. Hugh Jackman. And like I had to realize. No, you can't really blame him. No, no, Marvel you can't. Marvel does the same thing. No, no, books. yeah. Marvel does the same thing. But for the movies, they made everything about Wolverine. They centered everything around him because here's yeah. this. But I had to realize from, from the movie aspect of it. This one I realized. I started. Because at the time I was younger. So I didn't think too much about the behind the scenes of movies. But it's like for a movie, for a producer or whatever. You're just like, okay, let's get this attractive dude who looks good without a shirt. Let's have some cool special effects and here and there. the fact that he's but, way too tall looks. Yeah, look yeah, like that was everybody's complaint. But it's like, hey, he's still good looking. He's going to do all this. And that's that's how we're going to sell the movie. X-Men to me has always been an ensemble. But mm-hmm. Storm didn't talk for the whole first movie. She said like three lines. <laughs> and she didn't say shit. Then somehow she got really fucking angry in the second one. It's like, what happened? <laughs> and so they they did Storm wrong. I don't blame Holly Berry. I just, that's just. That was the writer's choice. They focused more on Wolverine wanting to probably bone Mystique. And Wait, I thought Wolverine wants to bone Gene. Well, yeah, but then Mystique. Gene! <laughs> Gene. Gene! Why won't you have sex with me? He doesn't drag as long. It's just These like, are Gene. the claws that your body deserves, but not the claws your body needs. He was more like, Genie, come on. Genie! 
It was something. It was like Jenny, come on, bub. <laughs> I yeah. got a cigar in my mouth. Yeah, bub. I have to say, bub. Look at my hair because people wear their hair like this. So yeah, you know, like that's when I realized, like that's called a callback. <laughs> First episode, bitches. So, <laughs> so for me, I had to separate the fact that movies will never be how I remember the cartoon because then I realized also. These characters that we beloved and everything, they're stories. They're yeah. mythologies. They're, story- they're going to always change. Like the, I, So as much as I want to keep one iteration in my head, I have to also remember that they were created by somebody just like me who saw something in their past, so they created their own take on it. Like uh, the art styles. Like just art styles alone. Some people consider Jim Lee's, like just how he drew DC Universe was like the definitive one, but there was others before him and mm-hmm. people have stuff after him. Uh, people consider Jeff, Jeff. I say Jeff is spelled G E O F F, so I don't really know how you pronounce oh, his uh, name. What's his name? Jeff Johns. Yeah, Jeff Johns. I, I consider him. him yeah, I say Jeff. So it's like I consider him the definitive guy who wrote the Green Lantern series. So yeah, I can't see anyone else doing it, but there has to be other people because he can't do it forever. So it's gonna yeah. always. I mean, he change. also didn't invent Howl or no, he Kyle did. Or John yeah, he didn't. He, or but yeah, but, any but, of but to guys. me. To me, he like his stories were the definitive books that I've read mm-hmm. about Green Lantern, which made me fucking love Green Lantern. So which is like, so scary because I read the worst Spider-Man book. <laughs> the absolute worst. Like, we have so many Clone Saga books in our long boxes. I'm sorry. I didn't read much of Clone Saga, but I read up on it. It was terrible. Like, we couldn't even keep up with it. Cause, well, yeah. Cause two when, podcasts from now. Yeah. Cause let, like I said, let, we'll get the religion, and then we'll get to something <laughs> important. Yeah, yeah, important. Green Lantern and Jeff Johns, because when he wrote Black Darkest Night and I saw fucking zombies of everybody coming back, I was like, "Holy shit!" Green didn't, Lantern. Then they does do Brightest Day right Brightest after Darkest Day, right Night. After, yeah, it was right after. So it was I, like, I feel like that was a dig at my man's. <laughs> like, bit. oh, you got your you got your little brand new day over there. That's, yeah, that's yeah. what's happening. Well, we got this Brightest is about the same day. time, yeah, right? About the same time with Bruce. Yeah, so it's like, well, we got Green Lantern. We he got the, to, this. We got the brightest day. The, the brightest day over here. Fuck your brand new one. Ours is brighter. Because before I started reading the Green Lanterns, the only the only exposure I had to that character was the Super Friends cartoon. Really? And, uh, pretty yeah, much. You didn't, you pretty didn't much. Watch the Jail Justice League. Well, they they started coming out around. So yeah, mm-hmm. but initially, yeah, it was when just, you started like yeah, like live like Green Lantern. Green Lantern. So I'm like, wow, that's a really silly guy who just makes fists, whatever. And then all of a sudden, oh, by the way, bitches, we make machine guns and we bring back zombies because that's what we do. And I'm like, colors are so amazing. And so that was how Green Lantern was to me, and it got better. Then recently, I've been reading. Uh, I, I read Aquaman's run, and so and Aquaman Fifty Two. Yep, and Jeff I, Johns I started has been reading doing that when it came out. That was really good. And so you, have even though it seemed like the first couple of issues were way too devoted to like, especially the first issue, issue mm-hmm. number one of Aquaman and New Fifty Two was like basically Aquaman is a badass yeah, on yeah. steroids. Yeah, they they tried to jam really down fresh. your throat. Yeah, they wanted to press that like, oh. The guy who tossed the fish, watch him fuck your bitch and stab you. It's like, yeah, thanks. I guess. I, I mean, which is like, that? which is crazy because like people who follow the character like mm-hmm. know that like Aquaman's not a joke. Yeah, in, he's not in a universe, j- he's a hard like he. He's a he's a badass. He's a he's a badass character. It, but it's one of those things where like people who don't read comic books and just go off of perceptions. Or, yeah, like, they they only know like Super Friends for. For basically all of them, yeah. Maybe like. super. I mean, Clark and Bruce get a buy, 
Yeah, they, they get the kind of Diana sometimes, maybe, but not really because if we still a, don't understand how to look at a, a woman's superhero. Yeah, which is weird. But like, um, the fact that we have that debate, I feel like it, I don't know. But like that's Hollywood, and that's because yeah. I think until a movie happens of it, we won't get a true. Like we'll I think, um, I mean, obviously Wonder Woman's the one to do it. I think one. Yeah. I think a, a successful if if DC can manage to, to do a successful Wonder Woman movie. And I think she gets hers in what 2017 or 16 or something like that. It's the I know plan. it's not next year. It's the plan idea because they want to do Justice League first. Yeah, but her I know hers is supposed to come after Justice yeah. League. If if they can do a successful Wonder Woman film, and sorry, we've knocked back a few at this point, so <laughs> it may seem like we're jumping all over the place, yeah, but, but I we promise just, we're, we, I, we've got a thread and we're, yeah, we're going to we bring it back we, full circle. <laughs> if they can do a successful uh, Wonder Woman film, I think that would do a lot for female protagonists, in at least in action overall i think i think if they can get if if they have a like if they can if they can do for um wonder woman what whedon's done with the marvel cinematic universe mm-hmm. like even if even if the rest of the movies aren't that good if they can do just like not get one real good knock it out of the park wonder woman movie that's that's sharp and funny and hits people on levels even yeah. if it's not the best movie but it's like it's it's got such a good appeal and people can see why they should see the movie and like it make people feel about Wonder Woman the way we felt about the Avengers. Yeah, because I went to see the Avengers and I, I took a while to see the Avengers because oh, I was like, well, I only really care about Iron Man, so <laughs> why why don't why don't I just wait until the next Iron Man comes out? Nah, that's not day of. I was like, fucking seeing this because I mean I've never been a, a big Avengers fan. Yeah, like and, until Civil War, I didn't give any craps about Cap. That's but, that's that that's another thing I debated. That this goes back to people and they just perceptions, and then what there's perceptions and then there's facts. Like there's guys who don't believe me when I say like Iron like Iron Man is an important character. The Avengers are important characters, but mm-hmm. ideally they weren't these top tier characters. X Men. Let's put it this way: X Men and, and Spider Man were the money makers for Marvel. Ideally, back then. Well, at, yeah. In the, the early nineties, the early nineties were, were never like they like, were. They, ex, were never, they were a force in the comics. But let's put it this way: yeah. in the early nineties, X Men, yeah. Wolverine cartoons, they were because that was how you got your toys out. And all. They were the yeah, money yeah, yeah. makers, so X-Men that was ingrained. Especially like the popular X Men. Yeah, like, like that since, animated since series and stuff. Yeah, Wolverine has always been. He, you're not gonna get an X Men show without uh, a Wolverine, even a, an so. X, a show about the creation of the X Men. Oh yeah, without Wolverine, Wolverine being a part of it, even, even though, though Wolverine, he technically didn't join until like later. Yeah, he, way he later. came way later. Yeah, so that's what I mean. So the Avengers, yeah, you we we had because they had an Iron Man animated series at one point. They had a Hulk one. They never they had cameos from all the different characters, but there was never like no, Aven- well, nobody cared about those shows. That's what I said. Like, those I used to rush home no to watch Spider-Man. Really I didn't yeah. even know that Iron Man had a, a, a show he until had it one. was off the air. Yeah, that's what I mean. So nobody even cared about it. So it's like, that's why I say that was even a big gamble. It was a gamble. It was considered a gamble to do an Iron Man movie. Like you think it would be so simple, but it was like, nobody really fucking cares about well, Iron Man. That, that, is a little Outside bit different of the... because because when Iron Man came out, when the first Iron Man came out, mm. at least and maybe I might be biased, mm. but because there there was Iron Man had become such a a major fixture in the books, yeah, in the books that 
it made perfect sense for an Iron Man show or something uh, like that. movie yeah. to come out. Mm-hmm. And and I say that backed with the knowledge that you know I, I recognize that maybe not Iron Man might not have been the the biggest hero or the most famous hero that everybody cared about. Mm-hmm. Obviously, people know X Men and Spider Man before they know Iron Man. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there are you know dozens of films that have been made based off of comic books. Oh yeah. And they they look at it and they say, oh, this is popular in comic books. Mm. Let's adapt this, and it'll be popular in film. Yeah. Um, and Iron Man had become such a. He was kind of polarizing, but he become such a, a a figure, and it, and he didn't have the same sort of like, uh, Boy Scouts type stigma that Cap had, because mm. Cap has always been. I mean, you know, in universe, he's, yeah. he's a huge deal. Yeah. Like. But outside, like in our world, yeah, in the real, real world, world, nobody, most people didn't give a crap about Cap. And they thought he was like he and was Superman, but not way. as strong. He would, he's not even. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah he's, not he's as like strong. Superman on Superman's day one. Yeah, or well, he's like and he's su- like Superman without having to go through the Silver powers. Age of comics. Yeah, so it's like he's so just that he, guy. He's an Olympic level. His car says Olympic level athlete. Mm-hmm. He's got he's got good agility. He's got good strength. And he's but really versus, American. Yeah. Compared to Pete, who yeah. has su- basically super agility, mm. basically super strength, and you Spider- know, s- spider he's, he's senses, super fast. Like he's got powers. There's no yeah. way that that Cap should be able to beat Pete in a mm. fight. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So Cap has never been like a, a popular character. But then you had Civil War come along. Yeah, and they they did for however you might feel about. I don't know if anybody else is familiar with the story. But we will come back to it when we do the comic book episode <laughs> in two episodes <laughs> from now. But basically, they had this really big story, and it was it was one of the because DC does this all the time. This yeah. is big crossovers, but Marvel doesn't do it nearly as often. And this was like kind of a big deal. And after this, they did it they started a lot more often. But this was a, it was a really big deal at the time. This actually this story actually got me and my brother back into comic books. We mm-hmm. had stopped reading for like ten years or so. Yeah. So when Civil War came about. What the, basically what Marvel did was they set up Iron Man on one side and Cap on the other. They were the leaders of these two factions, which made them by default the most popular characters in comics be, or in Marvel comics because every book from every book that Marvel publishes has to have at least one of them in it at some point. Yeah, because they're all part of this one story. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So all the books had all the books that focus on people who are rebelling have Captain America in it, and all the books that have people who are with the uh, the system have uh, Iron Man, Iron Man in it. And as a testament to my boy, and <laughs> you should know by my boy, I mean Pete Peter Parker, Spider Man. He, was he on, has to go through both. Yeah, factions he went on both sides because he's he, the most he's the he's most switched, popular character yeah, of he all. Switched both sides, so he has to be represented on both sides. <laughs> but and. Yeah, so yeah, we'll talk about this story and its moral implications later. So what they did was they had and so that propped up these two characters so much. Iron Man was still better known because mm. he's got the suit and he's yeah. got the drama and all this and he stuff. He doesn't have the baggage of just being corny a yeah, little bit. Yeah, right, like exactly. Captain America. And he's and he's he's in he's he's Batman with a power suit. Pretty much. Except without the angst. He's a, he's a super fun character. Mm-hmm. So, at least in his base, like what they did to him in that storyline I was just talking about kind of sucked. But yeah. at his base, like that's who he is. He's a he's a, a swing in. I, I mean, you guys have seen the Iron Man movie. That's basically how Iron Man is in the books, yeah. or at least see how it used to be. Mm-hmm. So it made sense, perfect sense for that movie to come out at this time where Iron Man is like at a, a height of popularity in the books. I mean, if, if Tank Girl 
can get a film. Yeah. And Hellboy can get a film. As a person who know who reads comic books, I didn't hear about Hellboy until the movie came out. Mm. But it was a big deal in the books. Yeah. So because Iron Man was a big deal in the books, he got to be he got a movie basically. Mm. In the same way, <clears throat> Diana, Wonder Woman, in in universe is always a big deal. She she's part of the Trinity. She yeah, she's part of the Trinity, right? She's the uh, the light or the the justice or whatever. They, they give them different names sometimes, mm. but. More so than that, what Superman did, and I I apologize because I hate when we do this sort of comparison, <laughs> but because I, I think it's uh, kind of uh, diminutive, but what Superman did for superheroes, Diana did for female superheroes. Yeah. yeah. And I hate it. That's like saying that Guy and Bluford was the first black man in space, but Macy <laughs> Jemison was the first black woman in space, but she came a little bit later, but we still care because she was a woman. And yeah. It like, th- th- I don't, I'm not comfortable with that sort of comparison. But because of that, she's always, she's the quintessential female, female superhero. Hero, yeah. Like, that's who you, by default, think of. When and her books her. are really good. Her new 52 books are awesome. Amazing. Like, she... For anybody who has, I'm going to promote new 52 books And I books like that right her now. thighs are bigger than they used to be. Because <laughs> that makes sense to me. Yeah. I mean, also, sorry, full disclosure, I like thick thighs. But well, that makes sense to me. Because it, right now, new 52 Wonder Woman, she's the god of war. Just something small right there. Right, well, right. Yeah. Lean on that for a little bit. <laughs> that's, all, that's all there is. That's all I'm going to say. She's the god of war right Kratos. now. Kratos. Don't got shit, shit on, on diet. Actually, yeah. I kind of feel like the they <laughs> they could try to like were invoking Kratos <laughs> in a oh shit, what was that character's name? The guy who was buried under the ice. Oh, shit. the uh, the the firstborn, first yeah, child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to. I was trying not to call him the one. The one. <laughs> yeah, like the first child or the first one. Yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. I feel like they were trying to kind of invoke Kratos with that, but that I'm sorry, guys, yeah. getting kind of inside baseball. Yeah, the sorry, yeah, because you have to read it. Just read it. It's uh, Brian Alizero's run on Wonder Woman because I think it, it actually his run ends on issue thirty six. So, so the, get to that. But anyways, the, yeah, the threads. <laughs> Because the, the point I was trying to make with that whole big, stupid, long, probably very much chopped up and edited at this point <laughs> digression is that uh, that's that's basically what needs to happen with Diana. Diana needs to be taken from the books and given this not just a quintessential uh, depiction of, of, uh, of Wonder Woman, which mm-hmm. is why I think Iron Man works so well because – you know, like I said, besides all the stuff that happened in that storyline that made him such a big deal, yeah. the Iron Man movies were quintessential Tony Stark. That yeah. that was that was the character. They found the perfect actor. Yeah. They gave him the perfect lines. They like that story was not it, the it, best story it, ever, but they really, best, they really but nailed it worked, Iron Man. It, it worked as well Iron for Man. yeah. Like it, they did all the. I think Iron Man. Were. I think they nailed Iron Man better than Sam Raimi nailed. Spider Man, yeah, male Spider Man, oh, easily, well, well, or and more so than Nolan nailed Batman. I know that might yeah. be crazy to some people. Yeah. All right. But, well, well, since we still sort of talking about but comic he was, books, he was the quint- like they. That's what we need. We need that for Diana, and I think that if we can get that for Diana, mm-hmm. if we can get that for a Wonder Woman movie, that would do so much. That that would give Hollywood so much confidence yeah. in what's possible for female protagonists. Yeah. Yeah, because what I mean, we've got uh, the girl from Underworld. Yeah, uh, uh, Kiri, uh, not Kiri Knight, but um, I, I, I didn't Kate, see the movie, Kate so Beckings I don't know what like her yeah. her character is in the in the film. Mm. But and and um, 
Jolie doing uh, Laura Croft. She did that at one point. Now she's too old to really do action Yeah, movies. even though some people really still want a third Tomb Raider movie. I really? never was really into that uh, story or game, but really? you know, more power people to still it. want my third Tomb Raider movie because it wasn't that. Well, not a, lot, of, not a lot. Not a lot of people. Say, but there are people who still want. Yeah, because they weren't really that good movies. I just like the you, fact that two had Daniel Craig in it before <laughs> I knew who Daniel Craig was. <laughs> but you, you don't. We don't get a lot of. Um, yeah, big female center. You don't get a lot you know. of big budget. Oh, female no, no. action protagonist, or it's hard to find. Honestly, to the, the biggest ones is like Resident Evil. Resident Evil is the one. Not, maybe, maybe that's not, why I feel so crappy because there are always movies that I don't want to see. Yeah, but, like I'll go and see Wonder Woman. I don't. I didn't like the Resident Evil games, so I'm not going to go see the Resident Evil movie. Yeah, because Capcom is not good at making stories. So I'm not. They have no reason to go. Like I went to see Street Fighter when I was a kid because <laughs> I like the Street Fighter game. Oh, no. I know the story's going to be crap, but I like the game so much. I'm going to go see the movie. There's nothing for me. That happened. <laughs> How do you feel about that after that happened? That is not a fair question. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I didn't have, there's nothing to take me to see yeah. uh, Resident Evil, and I don't like vampires. So there's nothing to take me to see Underworld. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like Laura, I didn't like Laura Croft. Well, I did not like Laura Croft. But I didn't, like, like I didn't play Tomb Raider. Okay. And that was mostly because I had a Nintendo 64 instead of a PlayStation, so I couldn't. Mm-hmm. But I never forged that connection. I'm like, okay, I don't care about any of these things. Yeah. So maybe it's just me because they, the female protagonists who do come out are just in movies I don't care about. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense because I, I like – I guess this goes back to how like I said I separate the two from the medium that we are used to as opposed to the – new. because I just – I know that movies, there's a lot of red tape that goes into making a film. Mm. There's not just, oh, let's make a video game movie and do it just like that. Like they don't do it like that. And that's why I try to explain to people like – when they make superhero movies, it's not just like because the biggest com- the biggest complaint I use air quotes because it's not it's just something to brag like get mad about. Nobody looks at a comic book and be like, oh this this storyline here like Iron Man like extremists. Okay, let's not change anything about it and let's just put it on screen but have them move about. And a friend of mine was like, just do that. And I'm like, no, they can't do that because let's be honest, there are some superhero stories. That realistically are dumb. We accept it because it's in universe, but well, there's some not, not small. Even so much thi- that, they're that dumb. dumb. They don't. They don't translate to the screen. Yeah, the way they that wouldn't. They, do on they the wouldn't page. translate to the screen well. Or now, there, there have been some exceptions. Like, like I said, Watchmen. Yeah, was pretty much following the story. The story of the books. Like it was different. Of course, it was a different medium, and yeah. they changed a couple of things. Uh, 300. 300. Okay. 300 Dark used the, style used the book that. as the storyboards for the movie. I would say that, the, but here's the thing with movies and as opposed to a book, movies have the convenience, which is like I try to explain to people, movies have the, I mean, books have the advantage that they have time. You can, all that stuff that happened in some issues that happens over six, seven issues. That's a span of three, four months. Or whatever, depending on how they release the schedule. You, you, usually six, seven months. Six, seven months. I don't know. I'm just generalizing. But you know what? Like, not, not all books are Spider-Man. Yeah. Not everybody <laughs> gets three issues three a month. Di- three different fucking books of Spider-Man at the same time. And you have to keep... Do you know how hard it was to keep up with Spectacular, Amazing? That's why I stopped doing and, it. Yeah, it's like... And, and I actually, that's why I stopped reading Deadpool too. Like, I stopped reading Spider-Man because like, I couldn't keep up with that like shit. The spe- I was like, which one and is And then I realized, I'm buying 18 Deadpool books a month. What that, the fuck is this shit? Fuck like, you. And then with me being innately somebody who likes continuity, I'm like, what are we doing? 
<laughs> like so spectacular is just him having fun amazing is like kind of in continuity one but at the same time it's not really because sometimes we like to jump back to spectacular Dude, like, they, they used to have spectacular f- they used to have friendly neighborhood. friendly neighborhood they had amazing which was the always is always the longest running one yeah it's like the default that's one. the default they had one. marvel knights but which was marvel all the continuity they but had, it was still fucking good like I, I when rain came out i had to Get rain because I'm like I want to see old Peter kill his wife off of, I had that book. Off of cancerous cancerous sperm. Is like, I want to see this, but this is what I mean. B- books have the convenience of they the have a blues. yeah like books have the convenience of being able to go for a long period of time as opposed to movie. You get two hours, one hour, two hours at max, and well, well, you don't I'll have you, you don't have like. Every minute counts in a movie to do either give exposition Very specifically. Or something. Yeah. Like, you, they have to have certain stuff happen, happen at, at certain, certain times time, yeah. in the movie in order so, to... So, while you may have three issues may just be banter of bullshit, and then issue four picks up, and then by seven, you have a clear goal of what's happening, you have maybe 15 minutes to basically explain an entire person's history or at least make it make sense. Well, and I'm, then, you know, time gets branched up. So that's the disadvantage that movies have. They don't have the time to sit there and, like, get into the minor details and all this. So when people get mad by the two, they be like, well, they didn't add this. No, because sometimes they have to cut shit out because they don't have time to do it. I'll counter could, with the fact that Batman Begins was – basically an origin story. Yeah. Which means that Batman Begins was completely unnecessary. Yeah. That f- entire film had no point whatsoever because everybody knows where yeah. Batman came from. Everybody does Spider-Man know. Spider-Man 1 yeah. had origin stories not just for Pete, mm-hmm. but also for Norman and yeah. for Harry for that matter. Mm-hmm. Didn't need him. Yeah. And then come Amazing Spider-Man reboot, we have an Pete origin. getting his powers again. That's yeah. That's oh, something yeah. that can be cut out. Oh yeah, no, trust me. I, I personally, I don't like. I, but I've also realized that that's it's a little bit of a bias towards that I have is because of the fact that I know the characters. I feel like origin stories are just because the best origin story sort of that was done that's, was the last Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton because they completely because I because you have to move it when movies sell them, therefore people who they because I but then it's also like the. The insult of movie theater of producers because they feel like everyone just so stupid on accustomed to characters. I mean, like, at the same time though, that that this is pop w- culture. Like you know, Spider Man. They the uh, the Superman movie came out. Yeah, and that entire movie again is basically an origin it was story. Basically an origin story. Yeah. Every there's not a, Superman is the most known comic Thing, book character yeah, in on the, world. the planet. Yeah. Everyone knows. So if, if you're going to see that movie, mm-hmm. you know what Superman's origin is. And if you're you don't know what it is, but through some freak weird way that you don't know what uh, Superman piece is, piece of of magical evidence that could prove God's existence, <laughs> then hey, guess what? The guy you're standing with in line because that's the only reason you would be there yeah, at the movie. You're not going to just go you. like, yeah. oh, Superman movie? Well, I've well. never heard of Superman before. Let me <laughs> check that out. Yeah. That's not going to happen. They weren't so, good friends. And all you need is that guy there to say, oh, hey, yeah, his parents were on Krypton and they sent him off as a baby because the planet <laughs> was exploding and he was the only one who made it except sometimes he wasn't. <laughs> like, oh, okay, cool. Everything yeah. I needed to know about Superman. Superman. Yeah. Oh, by the way, yeah, he. I mean, he can fly and he shoot lasers out of his eyes, and basically all the superpowers that you've ever wanted. He's yes. got them, <laughs> and on top of that, super puppeteering skills, <laughs> and that's canon. But uh, 
like that. See that uh, this that's the first of two counters to to what you're saying. Like, oh yeah, no, that, I, that's I, some I, extra I, crap I, that's being put in there that doesn't need to be put in. Oh there. yeah, Matter no, of, I know. What 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 I really liked was, um, and it's not a superhero movie, so I guess mm. maybe it's not entirely connected. But at the beginning of of uh, chasing Amy, oh, which mm. is kind of related. It's about comic books yeah. in a way, um, which is one of my favorite movies. Uh, at the beginning, chasing Amy, and at, and it's funny actually because I'm thinking about it now. I think they did this in the like the second and third Spider-Man films also, mm-hmm. where while they're doing the opening credits, they're showing what you happened. got. Yeah, you're basically getting the whole story. You get the whole story of the first film. Yeah. in Spider-Man Two. So pretty much. Yeah. So that's why like, you can just you can just do that <laughs> sort of stuff. Like you can you can show you can. Can, you can condense stuff yeah, as you opposed can. to having to try to spend the fir- whole first act showing how oh, I'm uh, crazy how, how to get stuff coming on my hands what am I going to do is, this is the same this is the same problem I had with uh, the newest with no, Scott Pilgrim actually really? I don't know if you read Scott Pilgrim I read the first book but there's like way more there's okay like so then you you can you remember that the first book was pretty much exactly the first act of the film? Yeah, the first act of the film. Yeah. And then everything else was trying to be there. There are five other books. Okay, yeah, I knew there was more books. I just only read. The so first one book got one act. Okay. Origin story basically got one act. Okay. And then five books worth of material <laughs> got squeezed into the one remaining two acts. Yeah. So obviously, when it gets to the end, and Kim is a or <laughs> Scott is apologizing to Kim. I know what happened. I know why he's apologizing to her, but I could only imagine if I didn't read the book because they never touch on that in the movie. That's, oh, yeah, they yeah. have to cut out all these things in order to get yeah. it done. So I mean, I get that. Yeah. And at the same time, some stuff could have been condensed. Now I understand that a lot of work goes into into building the world that mm-hmm. that um, that you're trying to create when you're doing a film, and I think yeah. that stands anywhere, which is bringing me to my other contention. To what you were saying, mm. because just <clears throat> as you have to hit c- certain things going to happen at the 30 minute mark in the film, certain stuff's going to happen at the 60 minute mark in the film, mm. certain stuff's going to happen at the 90 minute mark of the film. If it's th- and further on, if, if it's that long, you got these these certain beats that have to be hit or else people feel like it's, uh, it's a film is dragging or, yeah, dragging or, or the not, pacing is off or yeah. something. Something feels off, even if we don't know exactly what it is, it's mm. because they've learned that. Or maybe they've more so than they've learned. They've reinforced the fact that yeah. over so many film viewings that this has to happen here, and then this has to happen here, and so many things have to have happened here. Which is why I can watch the Ninja Turtles movie and have to wait so much time before the Ninja Turtles sh- even show up, <laughs> and I got to spend all this crappy time with April O'Neil. Yeah. I don't care about April O'Neil, but that's beside the point. And and you said that it's it's different in 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 books. And I, I I tend to disagree in pretty much any art form, except for maybe sculpture. I don't I don't really understand or know much about sculpture <laughs> or know, actually visual art in general, like sculpture, painting. Not my I don't I don't get it necessarily. We're not artists. Well, painters. But um, like you can see the same thing in music. This is why you know listening to a song, you can tell if it started off with a verse or if it started off with a chorus, there are certain quote unquote beats that need, that are going to be hit in a song or else it sounds weird or it sounds off. And sometimes you want it to sound off. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you want an art film 
but most of the time something just sounds weird if it if it doesn't follow into these patterns and writing a book's the same way um and writing a comic is the same way that's why I mean, especially now, because all every every story now is written for the trays, right? Yeah. So you yeah. that's why everything is usually six, but it can be anywhere from four to like seven or eight seven issues long for seven. any any yeah. one story you want to tell. Yeah. And if it's a longer story, like a uh, Superior Spider Man thing, it's going each arc is going to yeah, be arc will be well, it's like four it's gonna arcs. Be, that yeah, it's going to be like f- somewhere between four to seven issues. Yeah. And there are certain beats that you have to hit in each one of those issues and you have to end each issue in a certain way mm. comic books have always been focused around well the cliffhanger yeah yeah basically. they they I, I would venture to say perfected it in the early days not so much because you would get a complete story in the thing yeah. but like now but it's, it's funny because it's, it's the cliffhanger but at the same time you get a especially now it's, it's like, like a big, television episode yeah like you you get a resolution to whatever story you were telling but you also if you can success, that's what you have so, to foreshadow enough other yeah, stuff coming in. Yeah, foreshadowing, but at the same time, still complete what you were doing. You have to try to complete a thought, and this is, I think uh, I think Chris Claremont got in trouble with this in the X Men a lot. Mm. But you got to try to complete a, a, an idea and simultaneously leave the reader wanting more because the uh, the theory goes that if we complete the story and that's just the end of the story, then the readers don't want to read the next book. The next issue is like, well, which is. It's bonkers because if if I see a Spider Man if like if I don't have my bias against biased Spider Man books now because mm. there were seven hundred coming out a month, mm. but if I see a Spider Man book that I don't know, that's how I read Rain. Yeah. It was like, oh shit, that pizza on that cover is that about him? I'm buying that book because I like Spider Man. Yeah, I grew up with I've got an emotional attachment to Spider Man, mm. so I'm going to buy Spider Man books because I read Spider Man books that I liked. Yeah, if I read if I'm reading uh. And this isn't so good an example, but if I'm reading Invincible, which is probably my favorite mm. comic book right now by my favorite writer, Robert Kirkman, go pick it up <laughs> at your local comic book store because <laughs> there's still such a thing as comic yeah, book they, stores. They exist in small numbers. I'm joking. If you are if you are in the city, though, go to Green Brain Comics over on uh, Michigan. It's they're they're pretty awesome over there. But oh shit, I forgot my point. Oh yeah, so if they if I'm reading that book, and I bring that up because it's a it's an ongoing book now that I know what's happening and that I'm reading, and it's popular. If they end the story, and that's all the stories, like all the stories are ended, all the, the storylines have come to an end, have been tied off, the threads are done, mm-hmm. and then, like, next week I see another Invincible book, I'm going to buy it that because to, everything was awesome That happened to me far. with American Vampire. Like, American Vampire ended, and I was like, oh, well, guess that's it. And I was done with it, and then, like, just a couple of months earlier, it was like American Vampire Redo. I was like, okay, <laughs> well, I guess I'm going. Is to that like now. Dragon Ball Z Kai? Uh, no, actually, it was just more like side stories of like oh, like uh, like guidance. Yeah, yeah guys. Yeah, so about like, your panel like, files out there. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm about to get that. I'm like, why not? But you know, yeah, I get the. You know, I guess, I guess the main thing that I can take from that, from what I was trying to say, what you're trying to say is like writing. Writing is important because there's some people who don't do that well. Structure. Structure, structure yeah, is important. Structure, yeah, structure is important because you have some movies that are well written and structured to where you get all the information you need and you still continue the movie in that short amount of time. And Because trust me, there's some books that go seven issues that don't, I still feel like they're dragging. Like I still mm-hmm. feel like I don't know why we're here until like 
the final two issues and it's like oh okay. yeah, yeah all the other I mean, stuff and it's, was just and it's a different thing by medium too like i'm yeah I, I don't i don't know if i told you but like i'm i have been working on a, a comic book i've oh, got yeah? like this whole lore and all these things coming mm-hmm. like planned out but it comes down to writing individual issues i've got a couple of issues written out but I, i'm constantly going over them like i'm because I, I, I'm not familiar with that type of writing. Yeah. And I've read some of the articles and some of the books, mm-hmm. but it's it's like it's it's not a natural fit for me. So I'm trying to, I got to try to figure out what those beats yeah. are. Because like, it's like a book is, uh, yeah, a comic book is especially different because it's still like a regular script, but then every issue has to end with foreshadowing and then also mm-hmm. its own, like, kind of like, especially something that has like multiple, like an arc to it where it's like, okay, we're yeah. not ending the story. It's like Ryan Ford's television. Yeah, but we're still, we're still ending this episode here and then here's the next one. So each has to have its own resolution, even if it's just yeah. a small one, but it has to also continue and that's not easy no, to do. No, it's not. So with a movie, that's, that's, there's a challenge to that when people judge movies so harshly. It's like, well, you have to understand. I'm, trust me, they're still bad fucking movies, but you have oh, to yeah, understand yeah. that like when a movie is written. Avatar. Oh, Wait, Both of them. You didn't like the uh, 3D one? And God, all that? no, that movie was terrible. It, to me, it was funny because it was so it overhyped. Cool, it was cool, I yo, guess. It was really cool looking, but it was so overhyped. And then when you actually watch it, it's like, oh, this is the movie. But like looking at movie. it from a writing standpoint, oh, yeah, from it was a boring. creative, like, that movie was, it wasn't just boring. It was it was terrible and actually offensive. Oh, yeah, it was racist. It was racist. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> it was racist. Like, and, oh, yeah, we need the, the last Avatar. I'm um, sorry, that. That um the blue that, guys the blue that, people's that, that trees. was a very a very very confusing statement that I just uh, yeah, made because it was supposed to be a reference to two of them. no it was supposed to be a reference to the last samurai <laughs> and it wasn't until halfway through that I realized that the last Airbender yeah, is the name of the other other uh, Avatar film um so yeah that yeah, I'm just gonna cut out the last. yeah the blue the blue samurai <laughs> the blue avatar movie was racist the, and uh, they were also just bad oh, yeah, like no, it was it was cliche yeah. it was oh those movies were terrible but it looked pretty though which as a writer so... is the, the thing I care least about in the movie yeah yeah I don't I don't care about special effects that's why I think that's one of the reasons why I like the Matrix Reloaded so much. Like, I, I watched that fight scene with Neo and mm-hmm. all of the Smiths, like, uh, maybe a hundred times. Because I didn't care that Neo looked like crap. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, he's bouncing around. He's got a pole yeah. now. I'm like, oh, whoop, boop, yeah. boop, boop, boop. It was inevitable. Uh, no, I am the one. I have the power. <laughs> so, yeah, Which is was, not what Neo said. That was, that was, com- that was comic books. Um <laughs> Thank you guys for bearing with us for that one. Yeah, we kind of um, got into it. We don't. We, we try. If, not if to you do like that, that yeah, stick around wow. for the long comic books oh, discussion. Yeah. We will have a comic book centered episode. The next one or the and next uh, one. Yeah, after, a couple but, of episodes. Um, and you can listen intently as Charlie sits by and feels uncomfortable <laughs> because he does not have as much to input. Because trust me, when we get into comic books, it just be like this so. It's such a vast thing, and everybody has their own interpretations of it. And that, I, I enjoy talking to people about it because I like, I just like seeing people's differences and what they think on stuff. Like, and I don't, get, and I don't get mad. I get funny when I have people who get angry by it. Like they get like, no, fuck that. Like, okay, what is your opinion on? You've heard the rumor the well, it's not rumors now. I think it's pretty much all but confirmed. Uh, the story about uh, Fantastic Four reboot. And Michael B. Jordan will be Johnny Storm. I think it's weird because 
he's Sue's brother? It's not hard to explain him. I mean, that. I guess, yeah, you know, step-siblings or whatever. Yeah, but, like, I've I've had conversations with somebody that's like, that's so, they was like, it's so wrong because, one, he's black, and she's going to be white. I'm like, it's easy well, to explain. I've, I've actually got, uh, I, my problem isn't so much with making him, making Johnny Storm black mm. as much as it is not making a black character. Like, <clears throat> like Miles. Mm-hmm. Like an Ultimate Spider-Man, um, spoiler alert, Peter Parker dies and <laughs> is replaced by ba- th- this other kid comes along. His name is Miles Morales, and he's a uh, he's a uh, half uh, black, he's half black Mexican. and half is he half Mexican? Yeah, Spanish. Okay. Yeah, Mexican. I don't read Ultimate. I just keep up with these things. Yeah, I thought he's, it was Puerto Rican. Uh, well, basically, that's basically what Puerto Rican is. But yeah, he's black and Spanish or okay. black and Mexican. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so he's he's black and Mexican. And uh, this was kind of a big deal when it happened, at least in the in the comics world. But Miles, th- it wasn't a case of making Peter Parker black. Mm-hmm. And it was just, behind it all, you know, Peter Parker is the new. character. Spider-Man is a nickname. Spider-Man is a mask. Yeah. Spider-Man is, a, is a, an alias. So it wasn't so much making Peter Parker Spider-Man black. It was they made an entirely new character. Mm-hmm. And that character happened to be black. And the book still continues to be awesome. And so, hey, whatever. Mm. So that's that's one thing. If we if we want to tell a story of the Fantastic Four and include a black human torch. All right. Whatever. Make shit. Make them all black. Make it make them the funky Fantastic Four. <laughs> <laughs> that was racist. Funky bun. Yeah, they got racist. <laughs> funky bunch. That would be the rhythm. They would be picking lies. Picking lies outside of every theater in the country. Man. How Sharpton and Jesse, uh, I was about to call him Jesse James, and Jesse Jackson are on uh, all the television channels and shit. Miss, they would never let that shit Mr. fly. Mr. Fantastic singing Electric Company dun, 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 around the kids. <laughs> that would be amazing, actually. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, I don't. I, I, the The property and the character types is is one thing, mm-hmm. but to me, to me, it's the same thing as changing is as majorly changing the appearance of of any character to something that's different. And it maybe again, maybe it's just like the the purist or the fanboy in me talking. Yeah. So like, I don't have a problem obviously with the fact that he's black. I have a problem with the fact that he's Johnny Storm. And Johnny Storm is a certain idea in my head. No, and I, I've heard that. I get, I guess, and that's the friend of mine. He was arguing with me, was arguing. Well, I, he was arguing with me. He was like, "Yeah, but in my head, I see Johnny Storm is this way." And I'm like, my argument with that would be, yes, that is that is the Johnny Storm you see in your head. But it's like to me, when you think Johnny Storm, I, I guess maybe. You guys do. Well, I think Johnny Storm or but Human I, Torch. Human Torch, Johnny Storm. Well, because Human Torch is on fire. Yeah, Johnny yeah. Storm is blonde. Well, when I think Johnny Storm as the character, I'm not thinking the first thing. Yeah, the white guy who can turn on fire. I'm just more thinking the cocky, you know, brash mm-hmm. young person of the team. So I guess for me, it was like as long. That's as he, another thing, though. Was that which is actually is problematic. Of just imagine just the personality. Yeah. 
I don't think so. I like think we got to put a black character. Now, and I'm being a bit facetious yeah. now, but we got to put a black character in. So let's make him the the dumbest, most immature one oh, on the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So he's still like that of, could have repercussions. Yeah, as well. no, no. Trust me, I know. But from the aspect that, as long as he embodies what, like when I think of Johnny Storm, I don't think of the fact that he's a white like. Just in, I don't know. In my head, it's like I don't think he's a white guy first, and then he's the brash. You know. Well, you also don't see race first. Yeah, you don't see race first. <laughs> so that's what I mean. So when I think a lot that, of people do though. Oh yeah, and I get that. I'm not. I can't take that from people. You know, it just is. But when I think Johnny Storm, I think of his personality, his attributes, as opposed to the fact that he just happens to be white and has those attributes. Also, he's really good friends with Peter Parker. He is uh, Ultimate Universe. They're roommates. Yep. And, they, and Bobby Drake is there yeah, for yeah, some they, reason. They all, they all live together in a house together, like this weird combination. And they watch Peter die. And yeah, so, yeah. kind of shitty friends. Actually, you, okay. Kind of shitty friends. I'm just saying, if I have a friend no. who can turn on fire and another one who's like the one of the strongest mutants in the universe and they let is, me is die. Is he still Omega level in Ultimate? I know Iceman is like Omega level mutant in, in 616. Is he still in Ultimate? Though? I don't really think they... Not really. I mean, they don't, they haven't really exhibited somebody who's Omega, so I wouldn't say. Never no, mind. My yeah. real problem with that storyline, and this is gonna be all I have to say about the death of Peter Parker. Uh-huh. You got the, okay. So seriously though, yeah. the Goblin has better firepowers than the fucking Human Torch. Yeah, and it's from his seriously. Mouth. Yeah, it's from his mouth. It knocks the Human Torches out. Are you fucking friend. kidding me? He's the Human Torch. He's the quintessential. Yeah. Nobody remembers that there was another Human Torch. No, fuck no. that android guy. The android. He's the quintessential fire guy. Yeah, that's like somebody being a better detective in the dark than <laughs> Batman, or somebody being <laughs> or like, question, or being more paranoid than the question is like, or somebody being more female than Wonder Woman, <laughs> or like somebody being. You know, saluting more hardcore than Captain America. Nope, yeah. He's the human fucking torch. Yeah, and he got his fires got beaten by Green Goblins. That Franks. pissed me off so much. Like I, I was so into that storyline. Like I was like, yeah, Pete's gonna die. That sucks, but it's actually gonna be feel interesting, powerful, and matter. And yeah. I know Miles is coming along, and it's the ultimate, so he could actually just stay dead. Yeah. Uh, ah, oh, what the fuck? It's the human torch. He should have he, he should have did what Captain America did when he was dressed up as the Human Torch that time <laughs> and went supernova and fucking just exploded the Green Goblin. He didn't want to kill himself too. It was the death of Spider Man, not the death of <laughs> Spider Man in France. <laughs> and then Which the is neighbor- funny because Human Torch was also on the the cartoon yeah, show Spider Man in France. Yeah, so it's just that was silly. But yeah, but he wouldn't have died. Well, maybe he would have. But where the fuck was Sue? Uh, yeah, well, at this point, the Fantastic Four are broken. But yeah, well, there, was, there was also some other shit going on in the city too that is distracting, like the Ultimates. That well, it's like, funny yeah, they had a whole fucked up thing, and then Pete got shot for some reason. Yeah, but it's funny because with that, uh, it with that Ultimate line, the Fantastic Four line was the one that ended the quickest. Like they only Didn't had Reed 60... basically turned into Doctor Doom. Yeah, he at the end, of, pretty much he ended up going to another dimension. He was gone during the whole Spider-Man thing, but they all broke up as a family. And that's why that was the reason why. Oh yeah, yeah that's living. okay. And then later Reed comes back. I'll say he wants to run bustos on Kitty Pride. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be yeah. kind of weird because she wouldn't let it happen. She like phase Alley up. Not that one. Not that whole. She was <laughs> like, dating uh, Pete, right? He, yeah, I think they had broken up though before he died, and yeah. then he kind of got back with uh, Mary Jane. It, it was it was weird, what but was was Felicia ever there? Felicia was uh, black cat, but she was like older than him, so they never dated. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, and what about and Gwen is dead? Gwen died again, right? 
Quinn died, then she came back as a clone during the Clone Saga. Their version of the Clone Saga. Oh, uh, yeah. I was not paying any attention ult, ult, to that. Ult, trust I'm me. Sure ult, it, yeah. I'm sure there's no way that it was any worse. Yeah, it you had to yeah, have been you can't, you can't get worse than the original one. But yeah, Ultimate Clone Saga was... Ultimate Clone Saga at least brought about Spider-Woman. So... Oh yeah, because she was a clone of Pete. Yeah, she's this, like she's basically a clone of Peter Parker. Okay. So that oh. was the good thing that came out of that because she became an ultimate later. So this is the last Spider Woman is actually an awesome character. Mm-hmm. This is the last thing I'm gonna I'm gonna say about uh <laughs> comic books today. We we've got the other one. And this is my, my big problem with comic books. And like I said, like we were saying mentioning kind of earlier, mm-hmm. if you like we're gonna do a religion episode, if you have anything that you think relates to that topic and you wanted us to discuss it or you have any questions or you want to put us in our place about some dumb thing that we said on the topics you Shut know send us to up, that chris bib <laughs> <laughs> you can email us at something to do at gmail.com something to do podcast rather <laughs> at something to do podcast at gmail.com gmail. i'm yeah. going to go through and probably do a um, an ending segment to spell all of that out to make sure you got it down but you can always just email us there and give us any questions or comments or, you know, you said this thing and it was wrong. <laughs> actually, this happened in issue number 23 or actually this happened in verse four of chapter seven of this book in the Bible or the whatever. Yeah. So that's the thing. <laughs> so my my big my big issue with comics, and I think this is one of the reasons why a lot of people end up falling out of comics and okay. is actually is does relate to the thing that I wrote down here. Oh, actually, this is everything I wrote down here. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Is the the this weird relationship that comic books have with consistency? So and and continuity. No consistency. Oh, okay. okay. And I understand that. Well, I guess continuity too, but I I, I kind of understand that you got so many writers writing so many characters and they're all supposed to exist in the same universe and their histories are supposed to all go back for all these years and all these things. But I mean, the, the, the problem, the problem comes in is that they're with all those factors in place, there are too many variables to allow for any actual change. Which is, I mean, and to take it back to to Spider Man, this is the story of all the most of the stuff that we don't like about Spider Man have been because of attempts to keep Spider Man from the same. changing. Yeah. So I mean the I mean the Clone Saga was a clusterfuck for a bunch of reasons, but basically the Clone Saga, one of the main reasons for the Clone Saga in the first place was to get Mary Peter Parker out and somebody else in as Spider Man. Yeah. So it's supposed to be revealed that Peter Parker was a clone and he would go off and live with Mary Jane and Ben Riley would be Spider-Man yeah. and he would be a more 90s version of Spider-Man because they were doing that shit all over the place. He wore a vest over his yeah, he suit. Was, well, no, that's when he was Blue Scarlet James. Spider. Yeah, Scarlet Spider. <laughs> but he had like the big, the wrist things on his thing yeah, and he was like... like you like, could see him. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, you could fucking he was see him. He was a whole thing. He had a real big like freaky spider on his chest. It was a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And that was the whole point of that was because... They, the editors again, just like in a in a one more day, yeah. didn't want like I, I read a whole I've read a lot about this story. And they didn't the want back, they the didn't want him they didn't stuff, want married yeah. him, yeah, they and they didn't married. want him with a kid because they want him to be young. Which is why Spider Girl is only able to exist in that other alternate universe, even though her books are awesome. She's also got good, yeah. she's got a good story, and I'll talk about that in the comic book episode. <laughs> but 
that kept that keeps on happening to to Pete. And yeah. that same story specifically, they've been trying to get rid of Mary Jane for years <laughs> for no reason other than, well, we want it to be 16-year-old Peter Parker again, and he can't be like 16-year-old Peter Parker if he's got a wife, which is why Peter Parker now is like 35 years old and is still living with his aunt and can't hold down a steady job half the time because they want to always invoke him as this this, young this kid. Yeah. This, I mean, and I get it. When Peter, when Spider-Man came out, he was the, the youngest character who wasn't a sidekick. He was a hero in his own right. He was trying to figure stuff out. It was revolutionary. But you got to let people grow. Or you got to ignore completely all of the growth that they've had. You can't tell a story without a character growing. Or and you, you could do, and I. that's why I kind of compliment DC on it, with a crisis events. Yeah, but those crisis events are so ill-formed oh yeah they are like I, I still don't know what is canon in the new 52 i have no idea what uh, is canon i'm still like what is, is so is wiley west just like not yeah. the flash now well yeah well they can be but informed like, but i do i do appreciate the fact so that like does, when do, they did the crisis stuff they pretty much were like all right all that stuff exists but now we're not focusing on that universe because there's multiple ones they after Infinite Crisis, they got rid of like literally whole universes of continuity to like until they brought them back clean, and clean about and then then See, and, Final and this, Crisis. And this is happened. my problem. And this is the the first thing that I wrote down. That's why I wrote down seven years. Yeah. Originally it was ten, but I think that might be a little long. <clears throat> in my ideal universe, and by universe I mean like this universe that we yeah. live in, the real one. Mm -hmm. You know, our six one six, our our Earth one. Exactly. Um. We could just re we can just start over. You could. You like could. and I mean they're they're scared to do it because the fanboys would cry cry out like, Oh, what about forty years of history? Well, well yeah. those books are still there. You go you yeah, can go read, go read them. That's not a that's not a problem. But like if, say every seven years we just started over. Reboot. Yeah. And That's not a, not a, not even a reboot though. Like we just we just started completely open. I mean, I guess a, a reboot. Right. Reboot as, would be a lot easier it, to swallow. It would be different as opposed to like saying we're doing a new status quo and like this is kind of the new stuff, but it's like but then you get bogged down with so does all the other stuff count? So, oh yeah, but don't worry about because that's what Marvel like they have that Marvel now thing where it's like. I mean, everybody's I, doing their different status quo, but it's like, so do I have to like go back and read those? It's like you can, but don't worry about it. But they don't. Sometimes people don't write it very well, where because that's also a, a trouble mm -hmm. where you may have you you jump into a series, and then it's really hard to keep up because they're making references still to all this other stuff. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of yeah, like I'm over. talking about like a more extreme version of what DC does because like, and maybe it's because I, I when I was younger I never really read a lot of DC. Uh -huh. So I'm I'm not I'm not super familiar with like Crisis on Infinite Earths mm. or Final Crisis. Okay. So like the first one I I really am familiar with is the New Fifty Two and Flashpoint because it was about the Flash and I was like yeah. yes he is <laughs> like I've been telling everybody all along he's the most powerful character ever. But um, like I like I said I still have no idea what is true and what's not true and what's happening. Like for instance, Bruce Wayne is like. 30 maybe and maybe new, in new 52 time he's 20 like he's like 26 he's 26, 26 okay so like bruce wayne starts. is bruce wayne is 26 when it starts mm -hmm. 
when the new 52 starts, he's also already been through Dick. Yeah, and that, that's the confusing. He's been through Dick, Jason, Jason, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, uh, Tim. Tim. Although I think they and I guess they did they get rid of the girls. Technically, no, they never met Stephanie Brown and all that. Okay, no. and I think how they did it was Tim was never Robin. He went straight to Red Robin, but he got trained by him. Because he got he trained by Bruce or by, by Bru- Dick by Bruce Wayne, but he he knew them, but he never was the third Robin. Apparently, it's weird because there still doesn't seem like the enough most conf- time to be. Yeah, yeah, to be no, there. trust and, me. I, the I, most okay, so and thing if Bruce is twenty four, that means that Dick is what he can't be more than eighteen. Let me let me try this because yeah, Batman is the most confusing one about the uh, new fifty two because as opposed to all the others, like a lot. Of, Green Lantern and Batman, they still keep a lot of pre New Fifty Two information. Well, they had they the most. Over. I think because they, they had, had so the most much relevant going on. Yeah. information. Like going on. because of the fact that Black is like, nobody really cares about anything that's happening to Superman. Aside yeah, it's all so because and nobody Black... knows what's going on with Wonder Woman because nobody reads her books. Exactly because Black is Night and Br- and Brightest Day happened, in, and that was right new before. 52. Yeah, it was the right new Flashpoint. I would have been pissed that. off too if they tried to erase all of that yeah. shit. So they basically make it where it's New 52, but all that happened. So that means the Sinestro Corp war happened where Sinestro, somehow, even though they, they, I guess they want you to just suspend belief that even though they don't bring it up, Sinestro did attack Earth at one point and bring and give everybody yellow rings. But see, this is what I'm saying though. Like if they, had, if they had just like a regular cycle, yeah. <clears throat> one, one, you wouldn't have uh, a writer or a creative team on mm. one book. You wouldn't. You wouldn't have the the uh, darkest night. And brightest day storylines happening right before Flash Look Point happens. Yeah. Or it would come to a definitive end. It wouldn't be like this happens and then, oh shit, our universe is different now, but we're still doing all the same stuff. But see, here's the thing. You would have people who started, you it would be you would have people who started a story, mm-hmm. carried their characters through a certain amount of development. It might change hands some, but it would be a lot more consistent. And then you would have an ending to that story. And at the end of that story. All at the end of that universe's story, yeah. all the stories for that seven years or whatever, you, and you can expand it however much time you want to happen in between. Yeah. But like I'm talking in real time, that's seven years or so. At the end of that, you go off and and now you do now you do well, your reboots like like the I mean because the movies are doing that. Yeah, that's what the movies do. That's I mean yeah, that's the but movies. But pre- you go so many years and then you reboot the series and you start the whole thing. Over, but I guess because it's a short some- amount of time that is still in people's heads because like even. I don't know about you, but I feel like it was still too soon to do a Spider-Man, re- like Amazing Spider-Man. I feel like it was well, too they, soon. Well, they just they couldn't do but it they, with Raimi, and they need they need to make they a movie so often so they can hold on to the license. To license. So that's what I did, but I still feel like it was too But in, in regards to that... Like, Which is the, why, by the way, we will never see Spider-Man in an Avengers movie. Yeah. Because they're just going to keep rebooting, which I hate that they're going to keep rebooting. Or the Fantastic Four, for that matter. Or the X-Men, for that matter, actually. So, using the best examples, Green Lantern. Actually, that might have been the best thing to happen to Iron Man and Captain America and Hawkeye. Oh, yeah. And all of them. (laughs) Overall, like the fact that that Sony and and Fox and whoever have Because it allowed them to to stretch out other characters that they had. Yeah. But with Green Lantern, for example, like I said, Jeff Johns, he... He still kept on writing Green Lantern books, so he took an account that is this the new Fifty Two, but because it was the same writer, and at this point you have this guy who's perfected your character. You're not going to be like, all right, well, 
We need you to quit. But the problem is that that Green Lantern still exists in a universe. He's in a new multiple with universe. Batman. And then. And Robin. And then here's the thing. And Robin. And Robin. And Robin. <laughs> Grant Morrison. And Robin. Grant Morrison did Batman's. And he was actually, it's funny because when New 52 started, he was still, he was like, you're, you can't stop me right now. I'm, I'm still, still doing Batman Incorporated. I have to finish this first. Oh, speaking of, what happened to the Titans? The Titans? I still don't understand oh, their yeah. continuity. So Cyborg was, was, wasn't was a Titan? Now he's not. He's part. Of, he's a founding member. Well, no. Of now he's never been a Titan, right? No. Yeah, he's never. It's funny. No, actually, they're bringing the Teen Titans back soon. He will be a Titan. He'll join the Teen Titans. But also be in the Justice League. He leaves the Justice League and goes. For the Teen Titans. Yeah. Because so he, he, he's technically the youngest member of Justice League. Because he's still he's still only in high school when he becomes yeah I, I guess that's, there's nothing so you can, really you, wrong with that but yeah. I always had a problem with that like that oh, that's yeah. the same thing that like kind of frustrates me when like oh Dick can oh by the way point of order I don't think I've said this yet but pretty much any time I'm referring to Dick and I'm not saying the phrase Dick Van Dyke I'm referring to Dick Grayson who is the, the, the second, first Robin yeah, first Robin first and Nightwing, current Nightwing current Nightwing well now he's secret agent well no he's actually the second Nightwing yeah they're this a whole. This a really stupid story. Oh. It, ha- it happens in the in Candor. Oh, okay. It's, it's not worth oh, going into. Oh, okay. I, I, I heard what you're talking about. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but Dick actually names himself after that that, okay. that experience. Okay. But, but um, yeah. yeah. So like, it always like kind of frustrated me with stuff like Dick did lead the Justice League once. Yeah. And then after later on, he's just like, well, I'm just Nightwings flipping through Bloodhaven City by myself. Yeah. Who? Can, whatever. But, but yeah, that's that's the thing with the reboots because like, even though Batman, yeah, that's the biggest issue. Even though Batman is supposed to be so young in the Batman suit, like I think, okay, no, to be fair though, when the Justice League from the New Fifty Two started, there was a five after the first two three issues, then there was a five year time jump, so he could be thirty in the Batman series. I thought that. The Justice League books, when they first came out, and granted, I stopped reading the Justice League books pretty quick. Mm. But um, I thought that after the ju- that when the Justice League books first came out, that they were set in the past compared to all the other books in the New Fifty Two. So like those first few the issues, first were, few issues yeah, were where they five, where they meet and where stuff. Where they first meet together, and then there's a five year time jump, which is the which current. was supposed to catch them up to yeah. the, the. So current I guess continuity. technically they all could be in their early late mid twenties thirties at that point. But yeah, the thing the biggest issue with Batman is the fact that somehow he has Damien. He also he's went through three Robins, but not really because if you go by the time gap and ages. Jason was only bat Robin for like a a couple a year at best, which kind of makes sense though because it Jason makes Jason is supposed forward. to be the shittiest Robin. Yeah, and he wasn't there that long. He was just the one who, like, which is why I stopped had to stop reading Red Hood and the Outlaws. Like I liked it yeah. as an idea, but at the back of my mind, I'm always like, well, stupid. one Roy Harper would beat the shit out of Jason Todd. <laughs> Two, <laughs> Jason Todd is the shittiest Robin ever. Why does he get to lead his own book, whereas whereas Tim has to hang out with uh, that Wonder Girl, that that kid who can make purple stuff, <laughs> and uh, 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 a Superboy who I don't yeah. even understand at this point. Yeah, they Superboy's actually left the Teen Titans at this point. He still has his. Own and also, group. why do they all have Tron suits? 
futuristic. Oh, because the the kid Flash, he came from the future. So he so he gave to, everybody Tron suits. He gave everybody because when they did awesome the movie. the what was that storyline that was in in Titans and Ravagers, and I want to say another book, but I'm not entirely sure. The Culling. When they did the culling, everybody had uh, Tron suits because that's what they gave him in the culling. Yeah. But then, like they they all kept them for some reason. I don't. I, yeah, that was the team. Because yeah, basically, like, what I'm saying is, I want a, I want every Tim years. Drake and well, yeah, that too. Yeah. But that's not gonna happen. What I really want is for Tim Drake and Kid Flash to go off and have like a buddy, a buddy buddy fucking <laughs> solo. Not solo, but like duo team up series, and leave all those other crap tacular characters behind because they all suck. Mm-hmm. But more to the point, just like a continuity reboot every seven or so years, you can change stuff. Each each new Redux, and I know they're scared to do it because they feel like that's kind of limiting or whatever. Yeah. But it will be it will make things so much cleaner. You can have fans of you. Matter of fact, okay, I know you don't watch the show, but. Um, they do something similar with Doctor Who. Mm. Yeah. They're, they're well, actually, not so much similar because they don't ignore everything that happened before. It's all in continuity and it's all keeps going. But mm. at the same time, like, it's not, it doesn't close anything off because you can always still do stories set in uh, in a, a generation. Mm. Like, there are, there are, uh, there are the, the technically the eighth, who? 14th. Doctor, 14th? I thought it was like the eighth one, the ninth one, the tenth one. No, no, no. He's technically the thirteenth, but they're calling him the twelfth. It's a long story. Oh, okay, like Final Fantasy six is really three. <laughs> yeah, kind of actually. Oh, okay. But basically, so there are, are thirteen of them. Thirteen. There have been thirteen actors and thirteen characters for this character, and they're still making books about the first one. They're still making comic books about the fourth one. They're still making radio dramas about the eighth one that didn't even have his own TV series. He was only in a movie. Hmm. Like they're like just because we get a create a new one, you can still live in that in that generation hmm. if you want to. But it 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 just seems like it'll make it so much cleaner. I feel like I'm not arguing this point well enough. <laughs> but like it seems like it just make it so much cleaner. Just like every seven years or so, maybe five years, maybe ten years. I don't know. But every, like, just have a, a generation of a book, and then if you want to be a fan of that generation, that's all you need to know is that generation. Yeah. As opposed to now, where you have, I, I guess the closest we have is like the Golden Age, the Silver Age, yeah. the Bronze Age, the Dark Age, and uh, I th- feel like there's an age before where we are now, but I always feel that way. And that, yeah, that kind of works. Yeah. But... At the same time, we when you get into the Silver Age, aside from you know crises aside, yeah. everything that happened in the Bronze Age is still supposed to have happened. Yeah, all supposed to have happened. You get into the Dark Age, everything that happened in the Silver Age is still supposed to have happened. So even though Superman gets way less powerful, he's still supposed to have yeah, canon Superman. stories where he was pushing around planets and like fighting dinosaurs and Jimmy Olsen was just getting superpowers and turning into yeah. monsters every week. And to count the number of times that Lois Lane and Lana Lane got superpowers and then fought each other because they both mm. wanted to bang Superman, yeah. it's insane. I, I, but then that just goes to the beauty. And until of, the crises yeah, come crisis. along, then but then they can't ever commit to it. Yeah, well, I think that, like I so said, that just because goes. Because the, the crises don't, 
the crises are an in-universe explanation. Mm. Yeah. And I, I think this is what my, my problem with them is. The the crises are the crises. Crises. But yeah, this it's an in-universe ex, uh, explanation for the destruction of a fictional universe. So all the stuff still happened. We just destroyed those universes. They didn't nev- they didn't stop ever existing because that's impossible. Mm-hmm. We just we basically everybody agrees to stop talking about them for a while. Pretty much. Which means that of course they're going to come back <laughs> because they still exist and there are people who still love them. It's not it, like but it, to have an in-universe example a in-universe explanation in that way doesn't draw a hard enough line to conclude a thing. And because usually when they do that, they're only doing it because things have gotten too complex. They don't actually end in these stories. Mm. So you're cutting off all these storylines and the people who wanted resolutions to those stories who have been following those stories, they're all pissed off Oh yeah, and don't know what's going on and want to figure out what's happening. And so you've always, you still got that want. Whereas if you, if you set a limit, like, hey, everybody, whatever stories you're telling, we're not even going to change business that much. Yes, whatever stories you're telling, tell them between this time yeah. and this time. And at, the, at this point, that's it. You're done. And we're going to start We're gonna start over and we can tell different stories. Maybe we'll, we'll keep you on. You can write these same, these the same characters again and try to do other stuff. But you're going to have to start from scratch. Well, and it's, that's still, I mean, if I'm the writer for uh, Iron Fist, hmm. And I've been like building up this whole mythos for Iron Fist. I'm like, oh man, I don't want to give it up. Well, one, I can make my own character. Two, I can hope to get hired to continue writing Iron Fist and just kind of imply that he has this history that's taking place in the in the this previous continuity. Mm-hmm. Or three, I can come up with a better story. Because I, I would say when it comes to, st- I don't it, think there's I, been a seven year long no, aside I, from Invincible, well, which is a single continuity. Yeah, but I don't I, think there's been a seven year long like story arc. No, no, but or see, really that, story for a character by seven years. By the time seven years comes along, they're usually a completely different character. That's what the difference in that. I think why it shouldn't seven years is kind of not so much sign long, but you. I don't think it would even take seven years for a change because of the fact that. Honestly, different writers bring their own, and sometimes they can yeah. totally do away. Because compl- the best example I can think of is New Fifty Two Green Arrow ish- series. The first sixteen ser- issues, shit, <laughs> terrible, like complete shit. Like nothing is cohesive, nothing sticks together. It is that's like, real. I really had no idea what was going because I started read. I was reading the Green Arrow books, and I had to, I didn't know what was happening. Fucking awful. Like I say that with like the, everything I love, everything that you love about comic books, you get insulted reading the green, <laughs> the first sixteen issues of the new fifteen Green Arrow, issue seventeen. There's a new creative team. There's a new artist and writer. They completely, they don't even acknowledge anything they did because nothing was. <laughs> they give them an origin story. They don't, no, no, they don't, they don't give them an origin story. They just basically say, "Look, you know this is Green Arrow." Fuck everything else those other guys did. We're gonna make this good now, and they completely change it around to where you for you is still a singe on my mind that I've read the first sixteen, but you don't even think about it because it's like he and they do it in universe in a way to where it's like all right, they take away by story wise they 
They take away all of Oliver Queen's riches. They take away. All, they kill his friends that he made in the first sixteen <laughs> issues. They kill his friends to where he's all alone now. He has to make new buddies, and he has to go through all these. It's almost like a in in universe reboot without actually being like, mm. yeah, we can acknowledge if you. They they never make any mention of stuff that happened. It happened because it was an adventure <laughs> of Green Arrow, but it's not important because we've killed everybody who had any connection with it. <laughs> now we're just moving on. Like and I like I said and I go. Back like said, the Green Lantern is just like because you had the same writer for 12 like Jeff Johns did Green Lantern for 12 years mm-hmm. like 10 12 years later so everything he did after that point you he recently mm-hmm. just left it so it's like you and people have made the new status quo for characters which I enjoy because yeah. it's kind of like a reboot like um, they've made it to where Hal Jordan is now in charge of the Green Lantern Corps Mm-hmm. He's in charge completely, but now they've also discovered that every time they use their rings, it makes the universe one inch closer to oblivion. So now there's this weird rationale thing where some landers don't want to use their rings. Why don't they just grab the universe with all their rings and move it away from oblivion? <laughs> well, now it will stop, stop pushing us in that direction. <laughs> Apparently, the motion, the matter of fact, <laughs> use it one time because you say each time, right? Yeah. So use it once to so, move it really far really away from far oblivion away. and then. Like you can use it a bunch of times before you get back there. Like so, it's so it's interesting how they do it because like now the recent Batman they just wrapped up their iteration of year one, which was they called it zero year, which they made. Wait, I thought that was a different out of continuity book. No, that was old <laughs> continuity, but they've recently made because there's year one, but then they've made the new fifty two version of like his first year as Batman, okay. which is called zero year, and it was pretty good. He actually made Riddler. As the big, it made Riddler interesting, which he's he's, he's a smart guy. But I've never well for me personally, Riddler's been interesting several times. For me, he never was. For me, really? he was. But Zero Year made him like wow. He not made, even when he when he like went straight. Not really. Like, it was just like oh. I thought that was a clever way to go with the character. Yeah, but it was kind it was kind of funny though because for Zero Zero Year they kind of made it like somehow. He, he he basically did what Bane did to Gotham City in, in Dark Knight Rises where he cut him off from the world and people was there for a long time. But okay. somehow Gotham became like the fucking walking dead in three months where people were like about to eat each other. Well, like, granted, Gotham is a shithole. Yeah, Gotham. So they really jumped to like the shittiest decisions really quickly. That, that's funny because I was time. I was surprised that they were filming uh, some Metropolis scenes here Yeah, for uh, the, the B- Batman. The Superman. Yeah, it's got another name. It's got like a certain Dawn of Justice. Yeah, for Dawn of Justice, which is what I'm going to call it. Entire title. And I just thought it was funny that they would film Metropolis scenes here. Because I I would never imagine that. I just would assume it's all Gotham. Yeah. It's all Gotham Gotham, in Detroit. But that's that's what I mean. So they don't need – I think it's just depending on – because, like, I've plugged it before, but the Wonder Woman is run right now. Is amazing when it ends in issue thirty six. The new creative team—I forget their name. It's a woman and this guy. They're doing it. They basically say like, "All right, is it is it Gail Simone?" Yeah, you know, for some reason I feel like it is. But oh, know. that would be awesome! <laughs> but I'm—I got I've got such a backlog of books still to read. <laughs> I'm about to blast through them shits like super fast so I can get to you know. So when a new writer comes in, it's like they make it their own. Like they're they're gonna they may acknowledge stuff that happened yet, but it's like, all right, that was this. This is my run. This is my arc for however long I'm gonna be on this book for. Now, clearly they saw how shitty the first guy who did Green Arrow was, and it was like (laughs) kill him and leave him in a in a ditch somewhere, (laughs) and bring on this other guy. He just made Green Arrow amazing, but. Mm. 
you know, that was a reboot in itself. Like, I don't even think about the, well, besides the well, horror that, effects of it, I don't think about the first 16 issues. Like, But that that's the problem. The problem still remains, though, that, like, they, this is supposedly a, a world in which, and again, this is, this goes back to one of my problems with the New 52, with not understanding what's supposed to be happening yeah. when and what's going on. But it's supposed to be, this is a connected universe. Yeah. And yes, it's under the control of of uh, dozens of of different writers and artists. But it's supposed to be one universe. So all that sixteen yeah. issues of Terrible Green Arrow is still is still is not only still canon, but exists in the universe with all the other characters yeah. who are being written about. Yeah. I so guess, it's, you, it's not so easy to do a reboot oh, yeah. I guess of a single character. Yeah. I guess the convenience unless you just have them on its own. Like if you it's. I guess it depends on the level of the character too. Like, like green, you Huntress, could do that easier with Green Arrow than you could. Yeah, that with Batman with a Batman, or, or even or even somebody who is just as 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 lonesome as Green Arrow, but just on a bigger scale. You couldn't do that to to Clark. Well, you might could do that to Clark actually, mm-hmm. but those those are characters. Green, uh, Batman, the the Trinity. Flash, mm-hmm. uh, your Green Lanterns, those are characters that tend to have impacts on other well, storylines more so as a whole, yeah. than, than your Green Arrows, even though Green Arrow is basically just Batman, but brighter when yeah, it comes well, down yeah. to it. There yeah. are way too many rich people in DC Comics. Everybody's a millionaire. Wealth. Like I think there are like <laughs> t- there's like two, maybe three millionaires in, in Marvel Comics that are like main characters. <laughs> In DC, you've got you've got Lex, you've got Bruce, you've got uh, Ali, you've got uh, what's Mister Terrific's name? Uh, Thomas Tom, Thomas yeah, Holt. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, this is rich. Black Mask, technically. Little hmm? mob Black Mask. Oh, is he is he still alive? Yeah, I think he didn't. I thought he was dead. I don't even think they really bumped him. Black Mass and New 50. Well, they probably have, but like in those villain issues, I'm not really sure. Oh, um, yeah. Man, I messed up my counting so much. The villain month? I hate Like, that's that right around, like, yeah. I, I was like, went to catch up and I j- they just got into all of those. I was like, oh, shit. Villain month, I hated it. I enjoyed Forever Evil. I just hated villain month because, like, now issue 23.1, where we talk all about Cyborg Superman because you totally care about him. You didn't see him all at all before. We're dedicating oh, so oh, so does Superman die in the new Fifty Two? Is that a thing? <laughs> Did Doomsday that? kill Superman in the new Fifty Two? Who the fuck knows? What the biggest comic book story of the nineties has to say about the new Fifty Two? <laughs> he, he kills Doomsday and he becomes him. That's what's going on now, anyway. Are you serious? A little bit, like they made it with I Doom. Don't even understand what that's supposed to mean. <laughs> like Doomsday, like Superman kills him. And, and then he becomes like, Doomsday. Like spores come off of Doomsday, and they like infect Superman, so he's becoming. Oh, like, they just ripping off Fantastic Four from Ultimate and making the lead yeah. character be the enemy yeah. named Doom. Then I, I know where Brainiac comes. I don't know where, so it's too much. It's a lot. It's a weird storyline. I've never liked Superman as a character. I, I get the appeal. I don't like him, but I get the appeal. I don't. I feel like we talked about this. A yeah, bit we last talked about time, it. So I, so, but, but that's why I believe. Let's, let's like, I get, I get the appeal, but I just don't like them. I agree with you. I don't like them, but I get the appeal. But basically, that was our. We ended that with comic so books, right the, there. <laughs> the point of all of that was, um, 
context. Hopefully, the Wonder Woman movie be, will be really good. Hopefully. Because yeah. we think it will be good for society overall. Because I'm pro-feminist. I, I think women can do the same thing men can. So, Well, no, that's not true. There are things that men and women can do that men and women can't. Oh, there are things that men and women can do that women and men can't do. Yeah, but I, from yeah certain things. There's no reason why we can't have yeah. a, a popular blockbuster female <laughs> protagonist in the same way as we have men and, and yeah. vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, dang, I had another thread to, to like bring it all. Hey, this is Ed. That was the podcast, and welcome to the Liner Notes. Um, just going to go over a couple of mistakes that we made and errors that, that mostly I made in the recording of the episode. Um, if you find anything else or you're confused by anything else or just need to get at us about a future topic or anything else that comes to mind, you can find us at something to do podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's something with no G to do podcast at gmail.com. Um, first off, I was talking about there being an earlier Spider-Man film than Sam Raimi's. I think I was either thinking about the live-action CBS show or that Japanese show where he has a giant robot for some reason. I, I don't know. Um, second, I was trying to only point out that Wonder Woman seems to have more of a warrior's build now, which I think makes sense with the characters. She is an Amazon. Um... You know, so I think it makes more sense for her to not be supermodel skinny. Um, Miles Morales, this one wasn't mine. Miles Morales actually is half Puerto Rican, according to Wikipedia. Um, and I tend to trust them. I said that what we're calling the 12th Doctor is actually the 13th. That's not true. According to Doctor Who Canon, he's actually technically the 14th or possibly 15th if you want to go into Bellyard territory. I am not touching that one. Um... And I think the last thing is Mr. Terrific's name is actually Michael Holt, not Thomas Holt, like I said. And that's about it. If you find anything else again, shoot us an email. Um, finally, this song. We chose this song because I was able to sneak in a Scott Pilgrim reference and Brian Lee O'Malley actually named the character after the title of this song. Um, so, yeah, it's called Scott Pilgrim. It's by Plumtree from that album, Predicts the Future. Go pick it up on iTunes. It's, it's there. I've... I've checked. And speaking of predicting the future, we still have that religion episode coming up where we'll be talking about how it's interpreted in this world and origins and why we believe the things that we do believe. Um, and also, we've got so much more comic book stuff to discuss. We hardly even touched on comic books that aren't related to superheroes, and I don't. We barely even thought about the way that women are being treated in the industry right now. It's a whole things so subscribe in itunes or your favorite podcatcher so you'll be able to catch those next episodes um that's about it thanks for listening